Welcome to Modern Murders, a true crime podcast about murders after the year 2000. I'm your host, Ariel. And I'm your host, Nathan. So I've always wanted a co-host on this show, and I've had a difficult time finding one. Nathan has supported me from the beginning of this show, and he's actually the one who inspired me to do a podcast in the first place. I never asked him to do it, to be my co-host, because he has a lot going on in his personal life. But after a while, it just seemed like I needed to try this out because I feel he has a lot to contribute to this podcast. I hope this change in the podcast won't be too far off from what I've already established, and I hope that the dialogue between Nathan and I will only make the podcast better. The tone may be a little bit lighter, but we still plan to have a serious and respectful tone when telling the victim's stories. I think that it's always important to keep that in mind. Nathan, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I feel really good about it. Um, I think as far as the tone being lighter, that's I think that just ha- tends to happen naturally when you're having a conversation versus having like a monologue about something. So yeah, the, the tone will be lighter, but overall, like you said, it's going to be respectful. We're not going to be cracking you know, inappropriate jokes about anybody. So yeah, now I feel really good about the direction that you're taking it and I really appreciate you bringing me on. Thank you. Yeah, you know, the listeners don't really know this too much about me, but I'm really a goofball. And it's been very different for me to do such a serious podcast. So I do want it to be a little bit lighter than the tone that I've been doing, but not too light to the point where it's just us making fart jokes for like an hour, you know? Right. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you grew up. Well, um, I mean, not too much to tell there. I mean, I grew up in uh, Buffalo, New York. Uh, that's where I was born as well. Um, so I spent most of my time around like the um, like lower, like west side um, and east side of Buffalo and uh, got into a lot of fights as a kid, which is pretty much par for the course. Um, but, uh, you know, got through all of that and uh, now I'm just not, I'm here, you know. What, I'm 32, married, got a kid, got another one on the way. Wife is due July 27th, 26th, something like that. It's around that date range. But um, but yeah, um, everything's going great. And um, yeah, I'm just really happy to be here. I think it's interesting you mentioned that you got into a lot of fights growing up because didn't you have like a little bit of a hobby going on for, I don't know, a couple, six years? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. So I mean, it's not that I don't do it anymore. I just don't do it as much because I have a family now. But yeah, right. Um, But um, yeah, I I am an amateur kickboxer, uh, Muay Thai Thai fighter as well. And um, for like a good long while, I was I was training like I want to say like, like twice a day, like two, three times a day, like total, like on a weekly basis. I was training almost 15 times a week. No, I remember you telling me you just, that was like your life for a while. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't quite work out when you start, <laughs> when, when you start building a family, they kind of want you around, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. Um, so what true crime case do you feel the most interested in? Have you heard any that just, um, I mean, we talked about one recently with someone with a similar name to you. Is that interesting to you or do you have another case in mind? 
Um, so that one, so the the one that you're talking about specifically, that one is really interesting. The guy's name is, um, and I, I don't mind saying it because it's public, but yeah, his his name's Nathaniel Woods. He was uh, in his, what, mid-40s, lived in Alabama, and um, yeah, he was just recently put to death for a crime that he didn't commit. Um, that's definitely something that I'd be really interested in covering because there were interviews um, with the guy that actually did the shooting of the police officer, um, that he was executed for that, um, like that there, there, there's, um, there are interviews and confessions of the shoot, the actual shooter saying that Nate didn't have anything to do with it. Right. And, you know, and and stuff like that. So like, that's definitely really interesting. Um, and I mean, not like one specifically, um, and as far as this topic goes, but I know leading up to um, me being on the podcast, you and I, we were coming up with a lot of different ideas and we uncovered a few stories um, that had a lot to do with people that were allegedly inspired by video games. And I yeah. thought that was a really cool thing um, to like really delve into. Yeah. I think uh, the one that you're talking about, I think is uh Evan Ramsey. And that one may not make the mark for 2000. Because I try to keep my cases after the year 2000. Because once you get past that, it's really hard to get information. And I try to do smaller cases. So that information is even harder to find when it's old. But I don't know. Maybe we can make an exception. Maybe we could do a bonus episode, you know, because that one was a very interesting case. And I did a lot of research for it. And um, yeah, I mean the, the Nathaniel Woods one, that one would work. That was in 2004. Um, mm-hmm. so we could do that one. Um, so you, you touched on something that I wanted to get to next, and that is to talk a little bit about how we met. And, uh, do you remember the, the website? <laughs> that we oh God, <laughs> dude, I, I can't even say it with a straight face. When, whenever, <laughs> whenever people ask me, they're like, so what'd you get? You guys meet on like Facebook, MySpace? I'm like, no. <laughs> that was that people so anybody listening the website it's been like i think it's been closed down for like years now but this was uh it was um it was called (laughs) vampirefreaks.com so like so this was like a social space for like all of like people that essentially considered themselves outcast so like your your high school goths your emos all that that's where they were they were oh, all man. <laughs> yeah, I remember that website. Yeah. And I feel, um, like, yeah. I feel like all those people that had like those industrial goth uh, style going on with the gas masks. Yep. I wonder if they kept them and they're using them now during the COVID-19. <laughs> I would I would think that they are. They're like, this is my moment. <laughs> Been training my whole life for this. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, we met online. Um on Vampire Freaks. And uh, we met, I think, in a chat room or something like that. I forgot how the platform was with the chat. It was, um, um, so what it was, I remember, I remember actually very vividly what it was, as um, it was a, an open forum for yeah. poetry. Right. It was an open forum for poetry. And um, obviously, my poetry on there. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> And I mean, I, I obviously I won't get into specifics or anything like that, but um, you had been going through something pretty rough and yeah. I had, I was like, um, yo, did, uh, did that actually happen to you? And you were like, well, of course it did. Why would I, why would I write about it otherwise? And I was like, I, oh, that's, that's fair enough. And that's how we became friends. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. And so I think that we actually kind of started talking, though, because we got into this sort of argument over video games and the impacts that it had on children. And this kind of goes back to that case that you were talking about with Evan Ramsey um, and how, you know, his crimes were pseudo inspired by video games. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that was necessarily the topic that we were talking about, but it was more along the lines of, I was in the camp of, I don't feel like video games were appropriate for young children or even older children um, to a certain extent. And you were just like, you know, I don't see a problem with it. And we got pretty like heated over that debate. I think we just agreed to disagree at that point. But I mean, obviously, my my opinion has changed over the years on that, especially with the way that video games have developed. Um, Mm -hmm. My experience with video games was Silent Hill and Resident Evil. And so, you know, when I think of children playing video games, that's kind of what pops up. But I also played things like Nintendo and I played, you know, um, Mario Kart. So you know, you can kind of have fun with it. And now they're becoming more educational, which I think is really a good thing. Oh, yeah. Um, So yeah. And so that was, I'm trying to think the year that we actually like started becoming friends and talking on a regular basis. And I want to say that was like 2006. Yep. Yeah. That is exactly right. Because I remember I was like a sophomore in high school. And, uh, and, you know, I, I mostly spent my time online, you know, that was kind of the thing to do back then when you were a goth teenager was to go online and make friends. So we've been friends ever since. And you recently came to visit me in California, um, for, uh, my wedding and I got to meet your lovely family. Um, so I, I I just think it's a really cool kind of story that, you know, we met in 2006 um, online and here we are in 2020 doing a podcast together and, you know, it's just kind of crazy to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, you know, and then the friendship, it, like, uh, you know, just on its own. I mean, that, that, ar- that, that like argument you were talking about, honestly, like at that point, I was just kind of like, well, this friendship's going to end before it even starts. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty, but, I'm um, pretty strong headed. <laughs> it's hard to change my mind, but I think over time it sinks in. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's what, what it is, is um, what you do is when someone, um, presents something to you and you're unable to if you're unable to unpack it and then like kind of like give it its due respect at the time what you do is you just do it later you do it later and then you come back and you talk to them again that's exactly what happened um but yeah i mean yeah it was um yeah it was uh, really great being able to um like go going from that to um the time that was like i want to say like two or three years not no actually longer than that i think that was like six or seven years six years six or seven years later um when i actually got to um california i lived there for like a year um so that was cool you know we actually you know met in person um got to hang out spend some time together that was really awesome and then i left did my own thing and you know and then from there the friendship you obviously to Buffalo, new york <laughs> yeah, yeah i did, did you know started doing yeah did my own thing our 
friendship had the ups and downs, but no, I think honestly, um, being able to see you and Carlos together was like, and this is going to be, it's going to sound weird when I say it. It was like one of like the happiest moments, moments of my life, because there you were in a, a point where you were very concerned, um, like as to whether or not you were actually going to like find someone that could care about you on a level that you were able to care about them. And it just, just to even see Carlos just look at you, I'm like, that's the guy. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. I feel like that there is a lot of truth to what you said right there. You kind of took the words out of my mouth. And I feel like he still looks at me like that. Even a year. We're coming up on our one year anniversary soon. So yeah. oh, <laughs> we geez. we are uh, cramped in a 500 square foot apartment downtown. And uh, during this whole COVID thing, we have not fought surprisingly. Um, I know that some couples do fight on a regular basis. And I know that this um, lockdown, you know, can put a, a real strain on relationships and even strong ones. You know, I'm not saying that mine is stronger than anyone else's, but I'm quite surprised that we haven't gotten on each other's nerves yet. And, you know, there are some days where I, I do get stressed out. Sometimes I might take it out on him, but, you know, I, I think part of a good friendship or relationship or any ship in general, is being able to get a little bit frustrated or angry at one another and then move past that. And I feel like in our friendship, we did that. Um, you know, like we when we first met, we disagreed and we got past that. And, mm. you know, like you said, there were ups and downs. There were times where, you know, especially when you were working a lot and you were doing your um, you're fighting like that, you know, that was hard for a friendship because you were spending so much time doing that, but you were also kind of soul searching for yourself too at that time. So it's good to have somebody who can take a step back and let you do your own thing and, you know, have unconditional sort of, you know, love for that person as a friend, yeah. as a, as a spouse, as a, a family member, you know? So during this whole transition, um, I'm going to be taking a break from Modern Murders. It's too much to keep the episodes going every two weeks on top of bringing Nathaniel on. I'm sorry, Nathan on. It's going to be too difficult to do the episodes every other week and then have the episodes with Nathan. So we're actually going to take a couple months break from the show to work on material so that when we start back up in August, we'll have more content. And hopefully we'll also be working out the kinks of going from one host to two hosts. So I really hope that the listeners can, you know, take that into consideration and like or you know save the show if if you like it and then that way when we start uploading more episodes you can get notified of that again and we might have like a few episodes throughout you know the month that kind of might be a quick one just to keep you guys interested so that it's not too much of a long stretch but we would really like to focus on making more material is there anything you want to add in general nathan um well in general i think that that's um that that you taking a break to kind of like reset so that um we can kind of like find that groove of um being able to have a conversation about these versus you doing a monologue is going to be great and i think it's going to be great for all of you listeners as well because um then you won't have to like wait 
one week or two weeks or three weeks for an episode to come out once we get things rolling again, because basically it's going to kind of be like a Netflix special, right? <laughs> yeah, but unlike Netflix, we're not going to release it all on one day. So you guys can't binge it. <laughs> I don't know if I could handle that. <laughs> yeah. So we might also consider doing some things as well to make the podcast better. I'm not saying we are going to do this, but we are considering working in some ads. And I've been trying to do that for a while now, but I haven't really felt like I've needed to monetize the podcast quite yet because I'm kind of doing this out of pocket at this point. And it, I haven't really had to put much of my own personal money into this. But with you coming on as a co-host, there might be um, a little bit of more like side bills building up with, you know, hosting two people that are one in California and one in New York. So we might have to work in some ads. I, I try not, to, I don't right. want to overdo the ads because I listen to other podcasts and there's an ad like every five, 10 minutes and it just gets so annoying. And I'm just like reaching for my phone to try to, you know, fast forward past it. <laughs> I know that's how they make their money, but you know, I would like to keep the ads relevant as well and not do like the same ad every single episode, like all the time. <laughs> so hopefully we can build in some variety with ads, right. um, ads that our listeners feel pertains to them. So listeners, if you have any uh, genres or ideas about ads that you would like to hear, let us know. If there are any ads that you don't want to hear, which I know you probably have one in mind, I have a few myself, please also let us know about that as well. And you can always email at modernmurders at yahoo.com to let us know about any changes we need to make about the show, any corrections about the show. I know that I mispronounce a lot of names and sometimes I don't get them quite right. And so I apologize about that. But that's kind of what happens when you're doing the show by yourself and you don't have somebody to bounce ideas off of. Sometimes they don't catch those mistakes. So, uh, Nathan, how do you feel about uh, pronouncing names? <laughs> um, I mean, it really depends. I mean, it depends on the day, I'll say, because sometimes I'm, I'm really good. And that's just uh, that's because of my day job. I work in a call center for a bank. So I see like like thousands of names a day. And, and some of them, I, I look at them and I'll go, wow, okay, I can actually pronounce that. And then some of them I'll look at it and I'll go, I'm not even going to try. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I've also had people with names where I'm pronouncing it correctly the way that I've heard other people pronounce it, but they just personally like it a certain way. And I'm like, uh, uh you know, like I had one lady, um, I thought her name was Yvette, but she likes her name pronounced Yvette. And I just, I've never heard somebody say why that. So it was just one of those things where, yeah, yeah. And I think uh, for the Evan Ramsey case, people were calling him Yvonne, but it's spelled E-V-A-N. So, you know, little things like that with the vowels, that that's something that I, I usually forgive for other podcasters. But um, mm -hmm. if it's still something that, you know, you feel like you should let us know, then definitely, because I, I always want to make sure that I am especially a victim like that to me, if I get a victim's name wrong, that's I, I take that like worse than <laughs> the people that murdered them. Cause honestly, I don't really care too much about the people that are murdering, but the victim I do care about. And I want to make sure I get their legacy correct, you know? So if you have anything to add, uh, please let us know. We also have an Instagram modern murders. 
Um, you can g- get a hold of us there too as well. And I think it's, I think we should wrap it up. I think that uh, our listeners have an idea of who you are and they have an idea of our chemistry over, you know, podcasting. So yeah. So we hope everybody stays safe and we hope everyone is um, doing well during this whole COVID-19 shutdown. And we hope to see you in August and hopefully things look brighter around that time. One would hope. All right. Bye. Take care.